0: Chapter 13. The Conundrum of Comfortable. Quote, I'm not interested in preserving the status quo. I want to overthrow it. Unquote. Niccolo Machiavelli. We're about to enter the choppy waters of part three, Passion. There's just one more chapter first, I promise. It's the perfect ending to the procrastination section. No, I'm not ready yet. Just one more thing. You often hear the heart-torturing stories of someone who has come back from the depths of hell to rise up and go above and beyond where they started. Samantha had always dreamt of being a professional bowler, but her house had just been swept away by the avalanche. Only the bowling balls remained a sign. Her husband was kidnapped by evildoers. Her job at the accountancy agency dangled by a thread. Her doctor hinted that she might want to get her affairs in order. She struggled. She cried herself to sleep. She fought. She climbed. She ascended. And finally there she was, dirt in between her teeth, a dead cockroach in her hair. But she was at the summit and she was beaming glowing at the top of her life, and there was pounding music and fireworks, and it was all glorious. She did it. She truly, actually did it. When she declared in a Facebook post that she was leaving the accountancy and going after her passion to go pro in bowling, the virtual crowds lifted her up on their virtual shoulders and paraded her through the virtual streets. She was on cloud nine. Everyone understood that after all of the torture and torment and terrible tragedy, this was a clear path to redemption. They applauded her bold move and the calls started coming in from talk shows for her to tell her story. Then there's Fred. Fred actually sat in a cubicle near Samantha at the accountancy, but they were not close friends. Samantha was probably going to get fired— but Fred's job was safe. In fact, Fred's whole life was safe. His house was on the hill, so it didn't get swept away. He was in pretty good health. At least that's what his routine checkup said. He wasn't really into bowling, but every single night on his drive home from work, he dreamt of following his true, deep, and pure passion, macrame. He had only told a few strangers, usually on airplanes, about his dream because he thought most people would think he was crazy. He'd done extensive research and was rather certain that there was a hole in the market for the variant called Cavondolini macrame. He had a secret business plan hidden in the bottom drawer of his bathroom, under the extra cotton balls. He even went so far as to meet with a business strategist about his idea, and the strategist said verbatim, Fred, you're hiding a gold mine here. Based on your numbers and your passion, you'd be an idiot not to pursue this dream of yours. Oh, and if you don't do it, I might just do it myself. No offense. But the accountancy needed him. He'd been there for seven years, and he had good health care benefits, and they had those everything bagels that were somehow toasted just right. He could never replicate that at home as much as he tried. He had conversations with himself on those long drives home at night. Everyone would make fun of me. I mean, seriously, who does macrame? And then Cavandolini macrame. It sounds like an Italian yoga pose. Every single night he tortured his soul in the silence and solitude of freeway traffic. Other than this cute little side dream of his, his life was perfect. A solid job with a good income, a perfect family life, a dog. They traveled to kind of exotic places on holiday. He even just bought a new weed whacker. And when he wore his noise-canceling headphones, the sound was blocked out and he could whack weeds in the garden and listen to his favorite podcast, Machiavellian Macrame Masterclass. It was only 45 minutes, and if he really got every corner of the garden meticulously, he could hear an entire episode. It was pure bliss. Fred was torn up inside. On the outside, his life was just fine. It was as it should be. On the inside, it was... Warning, here comes a word that you might want to shield your ears from. Comfortable. Like a tar pit that slowly kept even the strongest of dinosaurs stuck in its sticky morass. Or a sand hill that was worse than two steps forward and one step back, and it wasn't even one step forward and two steps back. No, no, this was the ultimate in torture. This sand hill where Fred parked his life was one step forward and one step back. It was a groundhog day of of an existence, he secretly hoped he might get fired. When he heard about Samantha's house getting swept away in the flood, he quietly accepted that his house was fine and he could continue on with the status quo. But why didn't he buy on the lower part of the hill? Maybe that would have been the trigger that allowed his life to change. He waited extremely patiently for some external force to sweep in and make that change. He even kept an eye out for it, and would have welcomed it with open arms, even if it meant no more everything bagels. But it never came. As he drove home on yet another night in traffic, he wondered if that big external change would ever come. He turned up the volume on his podcast, and slumped down in the driver's seat. Who has it better off? Whose struggles are more real? Who are you? Who's in the driver's seat? Possible, Fred. Impossible, Samantha. Repossible, you. Overheard on the street. Yeah, my relationship is abusive, but it's not that abusive. I know, I know, I'll get there. I'm just waiting for that little nudge to push me over the edge. Well, it's easy for you. Your dad died. I don't have time. I'm not you. Maybe I'll start next year. I'm going to retire in six years. I'll think about it then. Dude, I'm Fred. You wrote about me?